Well, hey everybody, welcome to episode three of the Pause Up Podcast, your spot for all things FIU Athletics, and we got a special one, ladies and gentlemen, that's why we're live for the first time in this show's history. We're talking with the one, the only, the Athletics Director of FIU, none other than Scott Carr. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, Jake. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Good to see you, Kevin, as well. Yeah, it's it's an absolute pleasure. Scott Carr has been the athletic director of FIU for just about a year now. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, five days ago, it was the uh, one-year anniversary of when you were uh, appointed as the next athletics director here at uh, FIU. Scott has uh, been in the game for 25 years prior to this, has had spots in University of Central Florida, Auburn, Southern Miss, and even the Orange Bowl. Correct me if I've if I've missed a spot, Scott. No, you you nailed it. Uh, that th- those are all the stops, and uh, I, I had a chance to visit with the board of trustees at their meeting this afternoon, and told them 363 days ago uh, I was at the board of trustee meeting on December 8th. That was uh, uh, the day that the story was breaking that we were h- hiring Coach Mack. Uh, the, the when I went and talked to them that day, but um, yeah, 363 days from the since the board meeting, and I guess 300 and uh, what did we come up with? 370 or so since since I took the job on December 1st of 21. So it, it's been an awesome year and, and couldn't be more excited about our future. I, I and I, I have fond memories of when you first joined FIU, that original press conference at the uh, what is it? What what, are they, what are they call it? The cage at the, the uh, Graham Center at the podium and uh, just seeing all just seeing all the students and some of the athletes, coaches, everyone was lined up to hear what what you had to say about the future of FIU Athletics. And it was an awesome moment and uh, a year. Where did, where did the time go? Uh, just felt like we were getting ready for our football season last year when we played Long Island. And now we'll become full circle. Another season in the in the history book. So, uh, again, thank you so much for being here, Scott. Hopefully we can make this a thing. We might have to might have to bring you back for baseball and whatnot. Hey, eh? all right. Absolutely. Whatever we need to do to get uh, to get the Panther name out there. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 our pleasure. And um, when I was the uh, sports director of Panther, now we were lucky to have Scott join us on our, our on the uh, podcast there, the Claw, and that was that was a super fun time. And yeah, like I said, just any time to get to talk about FIU and FIU athletics, that's what we're here for. So uh, let's get right into it. As we as we just talked about, it's been a year, a little over a year, I should say, um, since December first of. 2021 you've you've had that time to get settled into FIU become the athletic director and just give us your honest thoughts how do you feel about the current state of FIU athletics I I couldn't feel better I'm I'm super excited uh we had a good first year uh, needed to do a lot of uh laying of the foundation as as they say there was there was just a lot of I'm going to call it sort of behind the scenes work that we needed to get done things like starting up a, a annual fund that we call the Panther Club we needed to get the wheels in motion on that. That just takes a little while to, to get that up and going and, and doing some different things with looking into facilities and some of those different areas where we're in the middle of working on a strategic plan. Uh, so we're working on that strategic plan still. We should have that done here in the next few months. Uh, we're going to be working on a, a facilities master plan that'll have a capital campaign to go along with it so we can get out there and do some fundraising and, and start upgrading our facilities. And so you know, just had a really good opportunity to uh, to, to get a, a good first year, a good base, as I call it. And and the whole goal is that this year, two is going to be much better, much bigger. Uh, we're going to accomplish a lot more. 
And so that that's, you know, that's always going to be the goal. Every, every time we accomplish something, we'll celebrate for a minute and then it's going to be right back into uh, let's take it to the, to another level. You know, as, as soon as I saw the, uh, the billboards on the turnpike advertising FIU football and FIU athletics, I was like, Oh man, we got something special brewing here. FIU is going to be on the map. This is so cool. Um, so since I said, I forgot about that. It was so long ago. I had forgotten about the billboards. But it, it, it was massive, in, in my yeah. opinion, just to get the word out there. You know, you, you know how many people are on the turnpike every day seeing FIU advertised. Yep. Tell you one thing, I, I, I don't recall seeing a uh, you know University of Miami billboard or FAU billboard on the turnpike, but FIU they were front and center. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So yep. what? So what sections of FIU athletics do you believe that you've improved the most since your time here? That's a great question. I, I think the, the areas that I was uh, really trying to, to take on year one, I, I think we've had a lot of improvement in them. So I'll start with uh, uh, building the brand, right? That, that was a big piece was we really wanted to get active on social media. We, we wanted to, to, get, to get really good there, get better there. We've had a chance to, to hire a few people that are, that are really doing a good job for us now. I think we're, we're starting to hit our stride in, in that area to to really be able to engage with our fan base because we have such a young fan base uh, and, and that ties in really well to social media platforms, right? Is being able to reach people that way. Um, definitely wanted to make an impact with FIU students to really get out and meet them and let them know how important they, they were to us. And uh, happy to say that from an attendance standpoint at football, it was the most students that have come to our football game since 2011. So we're, we're again, we're, we're happy about that, but not satisfied, right? We we want to we want to beat that number next year. Uh, so definitely wanted to make an impact there. Wanted to make an impact on the game day experience. Uh, the feedback that we got, we did some surveys back in January of last year and got some feedback from our fans about just how important tailgating was and some other areas. So getting use of Tamiami Park and being able to do some of the things that we did uh, for the the game day experience. I think people really enjoyed the game day this year. The the promenade area for the students to tailgate, I think, was a big hit. Um, so was, was really excited about that. Um, revenue generation, uh, that was something we really wanted to focus on. We, we sold more football season tickets this year than last year. Uh, we, we've raised more money this year than, than we did the year before. Um, so really wanted to focus on revenue generation. Again, we did, we did a nice job there, but we got to do better, right? We got to continue to do better and, and get things going. Um, so those, those are some areas that we, uh, well, and then, uh, you know, really, really getting out into the university community. And, and building those relationships with people on campus because the the number of people on campus, non-students I'm talking about now, that uh, the staff members that just love FIU athletics and, and want to see us be successful. So needed to get out and meet a lot of those folks and then getting out to just meet uh, the Panther family, getting out mm -hmm. and, and doing some alumni events and getting out there and meeting a lot of people. Uh, that was that was exactly what, what I was trying to get accomplished uh, this year uh, was just to really kind of check all of those boxes and, and, uh, and make sure that we were in a good place. And then there was a, a, a one that's, it's always hard to measure, but you get positive feedback on it is we really needed a, a, a culture uh, change in, in a lot of our sports programs. You know, we've talked a lot about that with football, but we're just in the athletics department in general, right. It just to, to, to have a little different attitude and a, and a little different thought process and, and have a lot of positivity and, and um, you know, a lot of high aspirations, set some goals high, uh, and, and put a plan together to go achieve those. So 
again, you, you asked a question, Jake, I could probably talk for another two hours about, uh, <laughs> about year one, but, um, but those are, those are some of the main ones. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, to the to the fellows watching live on um, Twitter and YouTube, we appreciate the comments you've been rolling in. And if you're if you're watching, and have any questions for myself, Kevin, or Scott, please feel free to ask him down in the comments. We'll be happy to address them later on. Um, so, what areas of FIU athletics um, are you actively looking to change or fix right this moment? Like, what what's on the top of your to do list right now? Sure. Uh, revenue generation, brand building, right? Mm -hmm. Those are, I mean, those are always going to be front and center. Uh, yeah. it, it's really, we've really got to get out uh, to our fan base and let them know how much we need them, how much we need their support, right? And, and what that means is we need them to join the Panther Club. We need them to buy tickets, uh, come to the sporting events. Um, we need, you know, we need that. Uh, we really need that. Year one, it was, it was just more talking about uh, who we were and, and what we were trying to do. Now we really just need people to step up and, and support us uh, in, you know, financially mm -hmm. so that we can really take things to another level. It's it's uh, so hard to uh, I like that uh, graphic you just put up. That's great. But GG's, um, Kevin. Yeah, that's great. Nice work, Kevin. Uh, but but there it's you know. You know, it, it's that that's really what we need. Right. I mean, we, we need more resources uh, for our student athletes so we can really get to a high level of success, whether it be facilities, scholarships. Uh, retaining coaches, uh, all the different things that we need to do to be a successful program. Um, you know, this year two is going to be a, a, a year of resources, right? Really getting out there and, and, and getting those resources going. But, uh, you know, the other things that are top of mind, obviously, we've got a, uh, a football coaching staff that we really want to keep together. Uh, we've got a men's soccer staff that we really want to keep together, uh, right? I mean, so there's, you know, there's always those uh, those things that you're, you're working on every day to, uh, to make sure that you're continuing to, to, you know, not just maintain, but, but grow and, and, uh, you know, grow on the success that you've had. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, Scott, I wanted to get to the next question, talking a little bit about, you know, you mentioned at the start of the show, your past endeavors, or at least Jake mentioned, you know, UCF, Auburn, Southern Miss, Orange Bowl. How has what, how, what, how has the work that you've done over there helped you now for this new role as the athletic director of FIU? Sure. Great, great question. And, and the, the simplest way I can answer that is it, though all those experiences have thoroughly prepared me for this role uh, is, is the best way I can say it. Um, you know, there's this first year I can look back on it, even though there was a, a lot of curveballs, as they say. Right. A lot of, uh, uh, you know, just just a lot of things that you just said, well, I didn't see that one coming. Right. Uh, just things coming out of nowhere. And. It, it, it was, you know, I was able to be unfazed, right? It was something where I said, oh, we've done that before. I, I've, I've dealt with that before. I've dealt with something similar. Um, I, I've seen how that works. I know how that works. So it, it was uh, it was great preparation. I had some wonderful, wonderful mentors uh, at, at all my stops, uh, just some really highly successful people that cared about me, uh, wanted to see me succeed. Obviously, I have a phenomenal mentor in my father, who's a, a former athletics director at a couple different schools. And so it, it's in my blood, as you all have heard me say before. And so all of those experiences really helped me uh, get prepared for, for where I am today. And obviously the, the Orange Bowl experience was great because I, I knew Miami, right? I mean, I, I lived here for four years and was familiar with it. That doesn't mean that uh, the first thing uh, 
I, I complained about when I got home tonight was how brutal traffic was today going to and from work for whatever reason it was worse than normal so uh just just because I've been here before doesn't mean that you get used to the traffic sometimes but um but we love it here and uh and, and all those all those different stops just just mm -hmm. really got me ready for this role yeah now I wanted to ask a little bit about the campus life over at FIU I mean what do you think about the campus and student life at both campuses the MMC one and then the Biscayne Bay campus Sure. Well, obviously, I've spent a lot more uh, time at the MMC campus, and in, including being a resident for six months. Uh, my first six months, right? I was I was living there on campus. I, I love that compute. I, uh, that commute. I never complained about traffic. Um, Lakeview South, right? I, I want to recall. Yes, that's correct. Ah. That's correct. Lake, Lakeview South, absolutely. But um, no, I think the campus life is phenomenal. It, it's been great for me, really, to see what it was like in the fall, right? Because you really, I mean, I could really see the additional students, the additional energy. Um, and, and it's been great uh, all fall to see so many students on campus. Uh, you know, I love it like today, uh, you know, walking through the Graham Center and just seeing so many students everywhere. And, you know, Jake, you mentioned the my, my introductory interview there at the pit in the Graham Center. Well, there, there was a ton of students in there watching some World Cup soccer uh, this oh, yeah. afternoon. So that was great just to, to see the young people that, that were in there. And, um, you know, I, I am a huge fan of the fact that they have, uh, you know, that we've opened uh, Tamiami Hall right there yeah, by the football yeah. stadium. Uh, that's almost 700 more students uh, living in, in that uh, residence hall there. I think that's huge. I was talking to somebody, uh, gosh, it was either today or yesterday, just randomly and just saying, just think about 700 students each semester living in Tamiami Hall that weren't able to live on campus in the past. Think about the affinity and the love they're going to have for, for FIU because they lived on campus. Think about what that'll look like five years from now, 10 years from now. Oh, yeah. um, I just I'm such a big proponent of uh, the more time you spend on the campus, the more love you have for the campus. And so I, I'm just super excited for FIU as a whole, certainly for athletics. That's that's my role. But just for the university, the campus as a whole, uh, all the students that get a chance to live in that residence hall and uh, just what they're going to think about FIU 10, 15, 20 years from now um, and the love they'll have for our campus just because they lived on it. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I, I just want to quickly reiterate, like you said, the importance of of Tamiami Hall and the students living here. This is a campus that's only going to get bigger um, as, as the years go on. It's it's destined to as more students come in, there's more need for 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 dorms and, and dining locations, just the overall student, the overall activities that students can um, take part in on campus. And, and you brought up Tamiami Hall and. And you and I have both seen the the, uh, the amazing atmosphere, the amazing game day atmosphere right outside Tamiami Hall. Whether it's the band, the, the 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 cheerleaders, the mascot, and all the like, the twenty different booths where students can can get engaged with some of the programs, and not to mention the parking, the the the, the tailgating uh, right behind it. It's absolutely unbelievable to see to see that sort of shape up, and to, to again the the game day student atmosphere and the experience that students could get at FIU. It's absolutely important. You know, I've spent, I've spent like four years there. It was absolutely, it was absolutely awesome. And to see it, to see it grow further, which, which is what it, it has to do to survive. Um, it's absolutely awesome. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you, you took the words out of my mouth. It's, it's been incredible. And I, I won't name the school, but I actually had an athletics director uh, when they, when they came in town, uh, they were just walking around campus and came down through the promenade and they basically they said, this is incredible. I wish I had this at my campus, you know, where this student tailgating area that's so beautiful, that's right outside the stadium gates. And 
So we've got something really special and, and we just need to, to continue to engage our students. You know, I think the first night event that we did for the students at the, at the stadium this year, that Monday night, the first, the first night of uh, classes, whenever that was in August, uh, you know, probably, I think we had 3,500 students or so come to the stadium that night. And, um, and, you know, they came back the next week for that Bryant game, right? We had over 4,000 students at the Bryant game. So um, just continuing to do that and, and really engage uh, the students and, and, really make that promenade electric is, uh, is, is definitely going to be a, a high priority for us. Scott, you've had a lot of big moments this season with the soccer team getting, you know, to this, to the NCAA tournament, the football team getting the four wins, basketball getting off to a pretty good start. What has been your favorite moment so far now in this year on, as, as the FIU athletic director? Wow. Yeah. Kevin, you're right, man. If, if I were to sit down and put them all down there, starting with my press conference, right. And then, yeah. and then you know, and then coach Max pref con press conference a week later. And then, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, the amount of favorite moments um, that I've had, but I I'm going to, I'm going to go with this uh, because it's not a single moment, but it's, the number of times I've had student athletes come up and say, thank you. Right. And just, you know, we appreciate what you do or, you know, me walking on campus and having our student athletes say hello and, and uh, just let me know how happy they are. Right. That th those are the special moments for me. That that's what, that's what it's all about. Uh, I love when the fans say that. I love when our alums say that. I love when, when my bosses, you know, Dr. Jessel and the trustees, when they say it, that that's great too. But but it means the most in, in my favorite moments and what drives me is, is when our student athletes um, are, just share some sort of an experience with me, whatever it is. Right. Wh whatever the positive experience is when they share that, it's wonderful. Right. Again, I mean, you know, jump jumping off the uh, the 10 meter platform after we won the, the swimming conference championship. That, that was a uh, that was a, that was a scary moment. I, I'm not going to lie. I was uh, I was a little nervous up there. But, uh, you know, and like you said, celebrating with the soccer team, I mean, just. There, there's so many great moments celebrating with the football team when they were getting some of those wins. I mean, just again, all of those are just just so special. And, and uh, you know, when when student athletes, you know, which is crazy to me, but, you know, they might they might thank me for for being at their event. Right. And, and you can see how much it means to them just that that myself or some of our staff are there supporting them. Uh, that That's what that's what drives me uh, to to want to get up and and, uh, and attack the job every day. Yeah. And, and, you know, something I noticed especially is how each sport supports each other. I mean, you look at soccer, for example, when they were in that in the tournament. I mean, you saw football out there. You saw basketball there, baseball out in the in the, um, one of the goalposts behind it there. It's just a lot of support there. And I know you love to see a lot of that, Scott. Um, I wanted to ask you. Oh, well, no, I wanted to ask the people in the comment section that we will be answering those questions at the end of the show once we did our our usual run through of this, uh, Jake, if you're cool with that. So I'm going to take it to you. Cool. I know you have a question for Scar for Scott. So um, you, you, you mentioned talking to the students and talking to the athletes. That means you're walking around campus quite a bit. What has become your go-to hangout spot on campus and, and <laughs> or your favorite dining location? Uh, well, I think my favorite, favorite hangout spot ends up being my office. Unfortunately, that's, that's where mm -hmm. I spend all my time. Um, but, uh, but no, honestly, I love, I love the Graham center because yeah. there's just so much, uh, you know, there's so much energy in there, right? I mean, it, it's, it's great. Uh, it's a great facility, right? There's, there's great, uh, restaurants in there and, and food and different things in there, but it's, it's a, uh, I just, I love the energy. 
I, I love just going through there and, and it's, it's always buzzing, right? There's so many students talking and, you know, all tables set up, you know, whether it be with, with student organizations or, or, you know, what else that they may be setting up in there. So I really just love going through the Graham Center, but the campus is so beautiful. Uh, I mean, I love water and I love palm trees. So I think I'm a perfect fit, right? I'm a perfect fit for FIU and for our perfect campus fit. because that's, that's what I love. And, you know, something that was really cool is uh, I, I actually had uh, a, another athletics director, a different one from the one I told you before. Uh, and then uh, even my dad, who's a former athletics director, he was in town for, for the Thanksgiving week. And both of them in different conversations told me how beautiful our campus is, how well kept it is, right? I mean, just, you know, so many campuses you go to, there might be a, a, a pretty section of campus and then there's a, a not so nice section of campus, right? And and really at, at FIU, it just, it's it's all immaculate. You know, they they keep the ground so well, right? They're, you know, the grass is mowed, it's edged, um, you know, it's green, everything looks great. And so, so we love that. Um, you, you know, you know, and I, and I guess I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stumbling here, uh, Richard, because I've always gone Richard and you got Jake up there on. on the screen. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. seeing Jake and I'm so used to calling you Richard for a year. So I'm not sure where I'm supposed to go right now. <laughs> but um, but it, it's one of those where I know, you know, when we were talking when I first got here, you know that I love food. Right. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a foodie. So um, so I'm always trying to eat at different places. But now that I've actually finally moved into a house, I'm I'm finding more food food spots down here than than I'm. Uh, then I'm, I'm getting up there. But from a convenience standpoint, I, I end up at Tropical Smoothie probably more than anything, just because it's the closest place. And and if I if I need to grab a quick bite, I'm, I'm just running right there to get something. But, you know, I mean, Chili's is a great spot up there, right? You know, right there with the water and, and the, the outdoor seating and stuff. And um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of great food options uh, on campus. And, and, you know, I think they do a really nice job with that. It's just uh, for me, I, I end up uh, throwing something in the microwave and eating at my desk most of the time. Cause that's, that's the, uh, that's the amount of time that I've got to, uh, to have lunch. Never forget the Ropa Vieja story. Never forget it. Yes. That's Kevin, right. You'll, Kevin, you'll, you'll need to learn that one day. Yes. Ropa Vieja, Kevin Ropa Vieja. Yeah. I need to learn, huh? Yes, yeah. absolutely. If it's, on, if it's on the plate, you got to take you got to take it down. That's basically. I've had it. My my grandma plate. makes it. It's it's pretty yeah. it's pretty dang good. So well, if you put it on your plate, you got to finish it. That's that's the moral. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, Scott's sure. motto, all right. Finish that's right. What you oh yeah. No, it's no, not, no. It's Scott's not better motto. than me. I'm gonna compete. I'm gonna compete in everything, man. And if you put a big old bowl of ropa vieja in front of me, it's it's I'm I'm gonna win. So just know that. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Scott. I wanted to ask you what you've done outside of FIU. You know, maybe gone to a Heat game, Dolphins game. You you you've gone to any of those sporting events thus far uh, in your your time at FIU? I have not. Oh, I have wow. not made it to those. Uh, I've been to, I was at the Orange Bowl game uh, last December. Uh, I'm, I'm a member as, a, as the AD at FIU. I'm a member of the Orange Bowl committee. So I'll be at the, I'll be at the Orange Bowl game again this year. Um, but I, I have not made it to some of those. I, I was, uh, I was going to try to make it to the tennis because that, that was working in my schedule. But uh, I think it was, I think it rained that day or something. So, so the, they were canceling stuff. Yeah. Um, but I haven't made it to many of those sporting events, to, to be honest with you. I, um, you know, if, I'm either going to FIU sporting events or I'm spending time with my family. I, I haven't I haven't made it to too uh, to too much other stuff. I I made it to the Marlins Stadium, but that was for I the, love it. That was for the um, uh, Baptist Health uh, had a had a function, so I so I was going to that. But um, I, I haven't made it to too many of those uh, those areas. I'm trying to think. You know, we we've been to the beach a few times, right? Uh, the the one there, uh, Bill Bags, I think it's called there on on Key Biscayne. 
Uh, so we've been to the beach a few times because because that's my deal. I'm a I'm a beach guy, and uh, from a competitive standpoint, as I tell people all the time, is I, I've never lost when I went to the beach. I'm, I'm undefeated. Uh, every time I go to the beach, I have a great time. So uh, so I'm undefeated there. So so we end up going there, and then we we uh, our house now is down here in Palmetto Bay, so we're 35 minutes away from Key Largo. Uh, so that's always nice to just be able to kind of run down there, and uh, whether you go to any camp or do something like that, just to you know, to, to relax a little bit that way. That's, that's sort of how I'm wired. And then, uh, my, uh, my younger brother lives up in Parkland, so he's an hour away. And, and one of my best friends lives in Parkland. So sometimes if, uh, if, if we have a few hours off, we may sneak up there and, and say hello to them for an afternoon or something like that. But, um, I, I haven't made it to the, uh, I haven't made it to the pro sports down here just yet. No, you gotta, you gotta get down there soon. I will say that they're, they're looking good. Dolphins looking good. We, we, yeah. we talked we talked some dolphins here as well. He, well, here, you know, let me let me say this though, Kevin. So let me go on record it. to say this, okay? Uh -oh. Oh, All Lord. right, because I, I always I always like to point these kinds of things out when it's not my team. I just want all the dolphin fans to remember what they were saying this time last year, so that there'll be a little bit less to say stuff about certain people in the future. Because this okay. time last year, when I moved down here, the dolphin fans were not happy with a certain quarterback. Right. Oh, and yeah. now everybody's wearing his jersey. Right. Mm -hmm. When everybody this time last year should have been giving him a little grace. I'm with you there. Absolutely. Kevin and I are the one percent that have always yes. loved Tua. So you guys know what I'm saying. So every time I meet yeah. a Dolphin fan, I make sure I call them out for the fact that coming into the season, they were basically like, well, I'm just not sure about. But OK, well. You got yourself a heck of a quarterback and a heck of a team. So uh, yep. I just like to always point that out when it's uh, when I can get a little jab in there sometimes, you know, and because it, it's not I, I don't have a, I don't have a dog in that in that hunt. But, uh, you know, sometimes people are a little quick on the on the Twitter trigger oh, and, yeah. uh, and and they don't, yeah. uh, you know, and then they're a little slow on the apology on the Twitter trigger. So uh, I like to I like to call that out when it when it has nothing to do with me. Yeah, I, I will Sorry, say. Keep I going. I cut you off. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> go for it, man. Go for it. I, I was gonna say, I bought. I got, actually bought it to a jersey maybe a month after he got drafted. So I've, ha I've had that, and I oh, yeah. still wear it. So I've, I've always been a believer in Tua. Jake knows that. I know Jake's oh, yeah. always been go. a believer in Tua. Have, ha haven't missed a game yet, you know. He's yes, and, he, and, and, and yes, exactly. Exactly. He, you know, again, he he seems. I don't know him obviously, but he seems like a, a great person. Uh, I always like I always like to root for good people, and he seems, oh, yeah. from what I can tell, he seems like a really good person. But, but I, I get a good chuckle out of it when I see, when I see all these dolphin fans that are, that are you know over the moon, and I'm going, I don't think that's where you were this time last year. So, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. those people are still are still here. You, you they they had that tough loss against San Francisco, and those people that had nothing to say when Tua was on that yeah. five game winning streak, they've crawled out of their holes in our back yeah. Of the a lot, of silence, a lot of silence oh. when he's doing well, right? There's silence when he's yeah. doing well, then all of a sudden a one bad game, and here we here we go, right? So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I want to talk I a little bit about. No, camera. it's okay, it's okay, oh. it's okay. I want to talk some football as well, um, Scott. Yeah. You know, FIU football, pretty good season, really good season. I mean, when you look at the last two seasons combined, one win in the last two seasons. There, you bring Coach McIntyre, you bring a pretty you know new coaching staff. It seemed to have worked very well as they went four and eight. Although it's not the record you guys want to see, uh, it's still a huge improvement compared to what you saw last year from this team. How would you assess um, the football season? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I was very pleased uh, with everything from a 
from a holistic standpoint, right? Like you said, yeah. uh, when you're in this business, you want to go 12 and 0 every year, right? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, that's uh, we we all know that's not realistic, but that but that's what you want to do. You you aspire to win every game. You go into every game with a game plan that you feel good about that you know that you think you can win. Um, but but to your point, Kevin, we knew. Uh, at least a couple of weeks after we got here, I'm not going to say we knew day one. We knew that that it was it, it was going to be a rebuild, right? We knew yeah. that it was going to take it was going to take some time, right? And um, so I'm very pleased with with Coach McIntyre, uh, the staff that he put together, um, the culture that he's built uh, with, with our football team. I mean, we're we're uh, according. I'll, I'll give the credit to Eric Henry because I believe I, I read it in one of his tweets a while back that we were the third youngest. Uh, FBS football team. So I'll, I'll, I'll take his word for that. He's, he's a, he's a great guy. And so I'll, I'll shout out to Eric. Yeah. He's, he's Eric, great. If, if you're watching, you're up next, buddy. Okay, Eric. We yeah. Got you. yeah. And, and so, um, you know, so we knew we were young, we, we knew there'd be a lot of growing pains. We, we knew that, um, you know, that of course the team had gone one win in two years. Right. So we knew part of the culture change was that, that uh, the young men needed to believe, right. They needed to trust the coaching staff. They needed to believe that they could, uh, that they could win. And um, and I think you saw that a lot when, you know, we, we might have a bad loss. Right. And then win the next week. Right. Or, you know, maybe we didn't play well one week and then the next week, maybe we didn't win, but we played really well. Right. And and the one thing that I saw all year long was that we played hard. Um, our, our, our young men, they never gave up. They played hard. They wanted to win. Um, you know, it's just we we uh, we, we weren't uh, you know, we were very young. We weren't really deep. Right. So we, we knew going in that that injuries needed to be, uh, uh, you know, in our favor. And they they certainly weren't. Uh, you know, we had I don't know how many different offensive linemen that got injured and defensive backs got injured. And, um, you know, we just suffered a lot of injuries throughout the year of uh, some with the defensive line and things as well. And um, but couldn't be more pleased with a with a year one building the foundation, um, getting ready for year two. Uh, I, I'm I'm just I'm really excited about this next year and, and what we can do and, you know, looking forward to the, you know, to signing day on December 21st. And then again in February and, um, you know, knowing that uh, that we're going to do really well there uh, as well between, you know, getting some some great high school players, but also some some junior college and some transfers. Um, I'm really excited about year two under Coach Max leadership. Yeah, and I want to get into that a bit, but I do want to ask you about McIntyre himself. How did the hire come to be? You know, how were the conversations like prior to Mac, Coach McIntyre being hired? And why did you end up choosing Coach Mac? Sure, absolutely. Well, it was one where we interviewed a, a lot of people, right? We wanted to be very thorough. Uh, we interviewed a lot of people. And and something, you know, for me that was it was really, really big was was the culture piece. Um, I knew from, you know, the first thing that I did to start the search was I, I met with the current players, the current team. And and ask them you know, what what they wanted me to look for in a coach, not who they wanted me to look for in a coach, but what they wanted me to look for in a coach. Mm-hmm. And everything they said basically was culture, right? I mean, I'm not going to share specific answers, but everything they they shared was basically, you know, culture. Yeah. And uh, and so we knew Coach McIntyre was going to bring that. And then we also knew that this was a um, it was a rebuild. It was it was a heavy lift, right? This was going to be a heavy lift uh, to to get us to where we wanted to be. And Coach McIntyre's track record of of having two really heavy lifts and being successful at both and having that head coaching experience, um, we just thought was invaluable. And and 
12 months in, I can tell you, I was talking to somebody literally about it today and said, man, Coach Mack was absolutely the right person at the right time because some of the things that he's dealt with this first 12 months that have come his way, whether it be, you know, things from an academic standpoint, from a transfer standpoint, from a, again, putting a staff together, uh, being able to handle some things within within budget, right, and, and all the things that, that we're doing, um, just a masterful job uh, in that regard. Again, did we want four? Do we do we want to be four and eight or, or eight and four? Right. Well, of course, we want to be yeah. eight and four. Right. Um, you know, and once we're eight and four, we want to be 12 and oh. Right. I mean, it's you know, but it's it, um, there was so much uh, that, that needed to be done um, to get this program on track. And, uh, and and we just knew that that Coach Mack, again, what he did at San Jose State, what he did at Colorado. Yeah. Um, he was just a great fit for us. And again, I'll tell people this all the time. I like to hire people that are incredible human beings, yeah. wonderful human beings. Right. And, and he checks that box um, and then some. So uh, that that's really, you know, as we were going through our process, you know, there's a lot of people kind of neck and neck and you keep interviewing and you're going and you're like, OK, Coach McIntyre is just is doing this. And it was very easy. You're like, OK, we, we know exactly who we want to hire. So yeah. um, so it was a great process. And uh, his, his one year anniversary is actually going to be this Friday. So December 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. we, we, we signed, we signed the contract December 8th, but the press conference was December 9th. So I, I don't know if the 8th or the 9th is his anniversary, but, uh, I'll celebrate both days with him. Not that I was going to say, just, just give them both dates to celebrate that. <laughs> and very quickly, we spoke about the Dolphins quickly, uh, MLB free agency, Jake. I don't know how much you're keeping up with that, but Mitch Hanniger just signed with the San Francisco Giants. We saw the Aaron Judge news that really? ended up being fake there. So it's three years, 45 mil for, for my free agent followers over there in the draft lottery. First ever MLB draft lottery is set to start now at 830 or just started. So I know, Jake, you have a couple other questions about football. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I, I love the little cut there with baseball. And uh, that, gotta, that gotta was throw awesome. it in. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, you know, Scott, you talking about Mike because uh, because Mike is that guy he is him he 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 brings the energy to everywhere he goes whether it's that He's press awesome. conference whether it's any sporting event he goes to I still finally remember that that uh photo with you and uh Mike just popping off after a, after a play at the uh, F at the uh, at a basketball game over at the Oshman yeah. conference thinking sorry you and they were just popping off it was, it was so cool it was so cool um but one of the things that Mike and Mike has promoted heavily is recruiting here uh recruiting in the south florida area and going so far as not just the the uh, height the unlimited talents that the high schools here in south florida produce but also but also juco and also around and, and and around the rest of the country um just give me your thoughts on um uh overall recruiting so far for Mike's tenure, the the amazing talent he's been able to bring in, and along with that, this is a two parter. Also, talk. Also, I'd I'd love to know your thoughts on the transfer portal and how it's both benefited and as well as hurt FIU um, football down this stretch um, so far. As as the transfer portal evolves along with the rest of college football. Sure. Absolutely. That's, that's a lot, man. You, uh, are we, are we ending at midnight or at 1am? What, uh, what, what does, uh, but, uh, but no, it's, um, yeah. So I'll start with the recruiting piece, obviously, uh, you know, to, to kind of go back to a little bit of Kevin's question for the interview piece, 
Um, Coach McIntyre did a great job answering how he was going to recruit down here. And, and basically the, the easy way I can say it is how relentless he was going to be and the relationships that, that he and his staff were going to build here in South Florida. And, and I know it's, uh, I know that's accurate. Uh, he spoke at, um, I'm trying to think of what the event was called back in the spring. He spoke at an event uh, up in Broward County area with a lot of coaches and, and, um, and young men that were winning awards, football awards. And uh, he was the guest speaker. And, and I actually had a, a high school coach at, at one of the big time programs down here. When I met this high school coach, just say, Scott, phenomenal hire with Coach McIntyre. He, he said, I didn't know who Coach McIntyre was when you hired him. He said, but the relationship he's already built with me and, and the staff. And he goes, and, and it goes, I hear the same thing from other uh, coaches in the area. He said, phenomenal hire. Right. And so he's, you know, he's doing those things, right. He has a plan for how he's going to make sure that, that he's got those relationships built with, with all the coaches down here. So he's doing a great job with that. Uh, I've been very pleased uh, with the recruiting that he's doing. Um, you know, he knew last year uh, just to give you a gauge of when I say that we knew that there was a lot of building that needed to be done. When, when he took over the football program, we had six offensive linemen on scholarship, six mm -hmm. on scholarship. Right. I mean, that's, you know, you, you want to have closer to 15, right. Tw at least 12, but, but maybe 15. And, um, and so he signed a ton of offensive linemen uh, this past year. And, you know, some were high school, some were junior college, some were transfers. Right. I mean, it was, it was a, a little bit of everything. And, and I think that's what, coaches and coach Mack are seeing is the, is the formula now, right? It used to be as a coach uh, before the whole transfer portal piece, you know, you were signing high school kids and every once in a while, a junior college here and there or whatever. And now you're, you're realizing that there's going to be that balance. You're going to get X number of high school and X number of, of Juco slash transfer uh, to, to help fill some immediate needs and, and get some guys with experience while, while you're getting those high school guys in the weight room and, and, and used to the speed of the game um, in, in college. And, so we have a lot of uh, freshmen, true freshmen on our on our team right now that are, uh, you know, South Florida guys, uh, some that saw some minutes this year and, and some that, you know, maybe redshirted and and are getting prepared for next year that, that we're really excited about. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, you know, Coach Mack has an eye for talent. Uh, you know, John Bach was his first uh, his one of his first signees. Right. And, yeah. and he, he saw him the first day we hired uh Coach, that Thursday, he did the press conference, I think, on that Friday. That Friday was the last day you could actually go out and recruit, if my memory serves correctly. And he went to, to the practice John was at, and, and he saw him, and he said, who is that? Right? And the coach was telling him who it was, and he goes, that, that young man is going to be a heck of an offensive lineman. Uh, he, you know, and, and he came back and told me, he goes, yeah, the, the young man we just offered today uh, for offensive line, he goes, He'll play early here. Now he ended up starting, right? He started every game this year, I think, except yeah. he might have been injured for one of them. But um, you know, incredible talent that uh, you know, imagine how good he's gonna be uh even, you know, moving forward. So um, so doing a great job in South Florida, you know, and then shifting to the transfer portal a little bit. I mean, it's um everybody's getting used to it. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's one of those where I, I think as administrators and coaches, uh we've made the adjustment faster than the fans. Um, uh, I, I follow multiple different schools and, and so FIU is not the only school that has fans trying to figure out this whole portal and oh, yeah. man, people are, people are leaving and all, you know, starters are leaving and you're going, go, go to any school in the country, go to P5 schools, go to, you, you name a school and they got starters that are leaving. I mean, it's, it's, um, it, it's a, it's a really crazy, uh, 
it's a really crazy time right now with the portal. I, I think over the next few years, it'll settle down a little bit. Um, I, I hope it does because one of the unfortunate uh, pieces to the portal that I don't think people talk about a whole lot is about 50% uh, of the young men in football that go into the portal don't, don't find a home. Yeah. And so all of a sudden that scholarship that, that they had to, to get that education is gone. Right. Because they go on the portal and the school that where they went left is going to fill that spot. Right. And, and so they may not have a spot for them anymore if they decide that they're not going somewhere or, or they don't get an offer somewhere. So, you know, that's something that, that these young men really have to be careful about is that, uh, you know, you, you put yourself in the portal that that automatically basically takes you off a scholarship at where you are. Right. And, and so, you know, um, it releases you from the scholarship so other schools can talk to you. And, and um, you know, that that's something that's breaking my heart, because for me, I, I want to see these young men and, and young women. But we're talking football right now. I want to see these young men get that degree because I, yeah. I, know, I know how that changes their life. But uh, back to the transfer portal, uh, you know, the, the way I see it, the way we see it, I'll speak for me more than Coach Mack. But I, I know he's on the same page I am is, you know, we're, we're going to get as well, if not better, as what we're going to end up giving, right? You know, uh, to kind of flip that that saying around a little bit for, uh, to, to make it work in this setting is, yes, we're going to lose some some good players to other, other schools, but we're also going to get some really good players to replace the players that left, right? And so your goal yeah. is always, if you lose somebody, you want to replace them with somebody that's better, right? I mean, and, and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, right? And that doesn't mean that you ever want to, you know, lose players or lose your starters. You'd love for it to be like it was traditionally where somebody comes to play for you and they're yours for four or five years, right? There, you know, that's that's their one school, right? You know, it, college wasn't the bounce around as much as the NFL, right? With free agency and things was in the past, you know, it was, you know, m most most young men, it was it was uh, one school, you know, one team, right? For, for their career. And, um, you know, so you, you just have to adjust. You, you have to be uh, as much of a general manager as you do a coach these days, um, you know, and, and, and work that roster and just know that, oh, you know, hey, we just, you know, we just lost an offensive lineman. Okay, well, we need to add an additional offensive lineman into our recruiting mix this year, right? So we need to, and we probably want to get somebody that's got some experience because the guy that just left had some experience and, you know, but we've got these these freshmen or these sophomores that are that are pretty much getting ready and, you know, they, they should be ready to be starters too. And so you just have to really, you, you always had to manage the roster as a football coach, but it, it's yeah. just a different level of management. Now uh, it, it's much more unique because, um, you know, you, you may not know until a week after the football season's over that somebody's leaving your team and going in the portal and you were counting on them to be a starter next year. Right. So it's, it's a, it's a much different, um, much different situation, but um Hopefully in the next few years, it'll settle down a little bit more where uh, it, it it feels a little bit more pure. Right. Because I think sometimes now that uh, there, there's a lot of people uh, that are getting in these young men's ears and saying you should transfer yeah. for X, Y, Z reason, whatever it is. And it's not even the young man that's been thinking about transferring. It's all of a sudden, you know, a family member, a friend, somebody starting to get in their ear and say, hey, you should you know, you should go to this school. You should go to that school. You know, they're. You, you could get you could get money or NIL money here or you could get, you know, I mean, if they're starting, you're not going to get more playing time somewhere else than you're getting at your current school if you're starting. Oh, yeah. but, um, but, you know, I, I think I saw something yesterday uh, where in the ACC, five or six of their quarterbacks that were starters on day one are in the transfer portal right now. And that that's in the ACC. Right. I mean, wow. so 
um, it, it's, uh, it, it's, some, it's some crazy times for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so before we get to our news break, let's quickly talk a bit about soccer because uh, it seems yeah. like all soccer does is uh, break expectations exponentially. It seems like that's all they do. So um, uh, ever since you've arrived at FIU, you've made a point about bringing home championships. You talked about it in your opening presser, and the men's soccer team has, has, held, has held through. They got two this year, a regular season title, and then the conference title as well. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied were you with the team's results? I, I've got to give it a 10, uh, honestly. I mean, I, I think they played extremely well. Uh, the, the thing about soccer, as we know, is you can, you can play better than the other team and not get the result, right? I mean, I, I – uh, I, I have no uh, I have no issues with how well we played at Duke, right? I mean, we we had more shots mm-hmm. on goal, uh, we more had more shot attempts. Uh, they just, you know, their goalkeeper made some great saves, and um, you know, the, they they had the one, uh, you know, the one heel kick that uh, that, yeah. that they they happened to score on. But outside of that, yeah. you know, we limited their chances, um, and, and I, I just I thought we played our hearts out. I thought we played really well, and. Um, you know, that that's the frustrating part about about soccer a lot of times is, um, you know, you can feel like maybe you were the better team that day, but but you didn't get the result. And uh, yeah. so I, I'm extremely proud of them. Um, again, I think the culture in, in our men's soccer program is is phenomenal. Um, I think that culture cer- certainly you need talent as well. Right. <laughs> culture without talent, you're, you're still not going to win yeah. a lot. Right. So yeah. but you take culture with talent and, and that's the winning formula. Uh, so, so we're super excited about about our program and, and our coaching staff, our, our student athletes. They're getting it done in the classroom. They're getting it done on the field. Uh, they're getting it done in the community. They're they're uh, they've got great character. Uh, uh, the the young men on the team. So uh, couldn't couldn't be more pleased with with where we are with our our men's soccer program for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Scott. Uh, final question when it comes to soccer. I want to I want to ask you the expectations going into next season. What are they? I mean, obviously. they must be sky high after what you guys did this past season. I would assume it's just get past that sweet 16, maybe Scott. Well, that, that would be great. You know, again, I, I, I let, uh, I let our coaches and student athletes set uh, kind of, you know, the the expectations they have for the team and not have the athletic director come in there and and try to put something on top of them, right. To add pressure or anything. my, My role is to come in there and support them the best way I can so that they can achieve their goals. Um, but certainly we, we would love to, to be in this same type of situation again, right? To have an opportunity to play that Sweet 16 game, to make it to the Elite Eight, and, and like we've talked about before, to continue to continue to grow, right? I mean, I think when when you think about uh, you know programs, I, I I hate the labels P5 and G5, but you you know you think about the the G5, where I, I just call that the the less resourced schools, right? We we have less money than the than the other ones. Um, to to be a top 16 seed two years in a row so that you could get a buy and then host uh, the next round. That's incredible, right? I mean, I, I realized Marshall won a national championship not too long ago, but, um, but, but it's incredible to do that two years in a row. And, and I'd love for us to, to get a chance to do that again uh, to where we could get that top 16 seed again. And uh, you know, we're, we're going to work with coach Russell and, and figure out what he thinks uh, he needs from a support standpoint to, uh, to help us accomplish that. So, so that's always the goal is to get that top 16 seed and, and uh, get a chance to host um, the, the second round, right? It's, it's, it's the first game, but get a buy and be able to host. That's um, you know, that that's always a goal because that get, really gives you a chance to go deep in the tournament. And, and of course, 
like in anything, uh, you know, especially men's soccer, I mean, you'd, you'd love to win that national championship. Um, but uh, but again, I'll, I'll let the coaches and the student athletes uh, set those goals for next year rather than rather than me as the AD for sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you talked about hosting the game, Scott, that was a crazy game. I don't know if you were there with the rain and, and the oh, yeah. penalty shootout. That was, you know, Scott was there. He that was one, that for the world. That was one no of the great, that was one of the craziest soccer games I've seen ever in my life. I mean, Oh just yes. how that, how I, that came down on to the, the edge wire of like my that. seat, every single penalty, every single yes. PKs. I, I was there oh. and, and let's see, you can see that there's some extra gray right there from, from all those PKs. <laughs> And uh, I, I, I had to have lost at least a year off my life for the for the heartburn that I was dealing with. I, you know, man, that was and, and I was I was down uh, by the fence uh, where the where the PKs were taking place. So um, yeah, okay. that was man, that that was that was crazy. Twelve PKs. Uh, I've, I've never seen anything like it. That was a, yeah. just a roller coaster of emotions for sure. I, I'm yeah. seeing the World Cup penalty kicks, and I'm being like, "Oh, that's cool!" But that FIU, those FIU penalty kicks, they were out of this world. Yeah. All right, I think it's time for a quick news break, where I shall take over and go over some current events going on with FIU and the conference world. Starting off with the eight FIU football players have earned all Conference USA honorable mention recognitions including three offense and four defense. The offensive players include quarterback Grayson James, offensive lineman Jacob Peace, and sophomore tight end Rivaldo Fairweather. Four players on defense, three of which were linebackers, include Defon Strickland, Sean Peterson Jr., Donovan Manuel, and Gaethan Bernadelle. And even punter Dayton Montiel got some love. Punters get love, too, as part of the all-conference USA honorable mention recognition team and as well four fiu players have been four fiu rookies have been selected to the all-conference usa all-freshman squad those freshmen are demetrius hill hakezia massis john bach the second and jackson lee moving on now a bit to some more college football news a bit a bit of a shocking story with the university of north texas specifically they just fired their head coach Seth Littrell, following their Conference USA championship appearance where they lost to the University of Texas, San Antonio, it seems a bit surprising on the surface until you look at his record there, 44 and 44. And even though he's made it to the Conference USA championship in quite a few bowl games, they have yet to win any during his tenure here. So they will look to replace him with whoever's available. But the big head coaching news is was the winner of the prime time Deion sanders sweepstakes it ended up he ended up uh going to the university of colorado and uh of course transfer and recruits have just skyrocketed over at that university as a little bit of prime time never hurts any school and we'll see where it goes in there i'd love to talk to coach mike about uh of course being from the university of colorado about his thoughts on Dion going there and uh Going back to FIU real quick for the students freebie getting an upgrade. This is that's the free cart service that's been around since 2020 that allows students who don't own cars or need to get anywhere in a hurry. They can request a ride around MMC, BBC and the Engineering Center with brand new freebie Tesla Model Xs. That's odd. That ought to be just super cool. So uh, so if you're a student that needs to get around campus in a hurry, just download the app and request your next ride and that was your very brief news break kevin take it away we got some questions from some of the uh people watching that i sure uh they'd love to 
get the scoop on from Scott. So let's not waste any time. Yeah, we only have two questions, but they're pretty good questions, I will say. And this is the first one comes from Danny Rodriguez. He says, has conference realignment been discussed at FIU, Scott? Well, I mean, it's it's one of those where you're always talking about what's next, right? I mean, you know, trying to figure that out. Uh, we're, you know, we're in Conference USA. We're proud members of Conference USA. We just got a uh, um, a new TV deal, new media rights deal that, that's mm-hmm. going to be really positive for us. So we're excited yep. about that. Um, you know, the, the money's going to be in a good place. Uh, the exposure is going to be in a good place. We're excited to be partnered up with CBS Sports Network and ESPN. Those are the only two pl- platforms. So no more Conference USA TV. Uh, uh, we're, we won't be with Stadium, right? So it'll just, it'll be a little bit easier, a lot easier, I get think, for our fans to, to find us. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it'll, it'll either be on one of those two linears or it's going to be on ESPN Plus, right? It's, it's going to be a lot easier to find us. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're excited, honestly. We're excited about the the new league that'll start up, uh, you know, the new membership, I should say, that'll start up here in uh, uh, fall of 23 with with nine members. And then uh, in, in fall of 24, we'll add uh, Kennesaw State to have a 10th yeah. member. Um, so, again, you know, we're, we're proud members of Conference USA. I mean, it's it's one of those deals where you've always got to keep your eye on on what's going on. Right. You, you always want to make sure that you're in a great position. Um, and, and at the end of the day, as, as I tell our staff all the time, we need to dominate the conference that we're in. Um, we, we need to make sure that uh, we're winning conference championships here in Conference USA and, uh, and, and being the best that we can be there. So, uh, again, I, I think I think uh, people across the country uh, talk about realignment all the time. And and if you're not talking about it, and the next thing you know, you're reading a story about, you know, two teams that are going somewhere. Right. And you're going, yeah. where did that come from? Right. So you're, you're always keeping your eye on that to, to make sure that, uh, you know, if, if there's music that starts to play and then it stops that you got a seat. Right. You always want to make sure that you're in that place. But um, but we're excited about uh, about taking on the uh, the new membership here starting in 23 and 24. And then the final question comes from Edwin Garcia. Any chance we'll see some Sunblazers throwback football uniform? Got to love the Sunblazer branding. We just look at the top right. You know, we love our Sunblazers. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it, it's a good question. I, I don't know about a, a full uniform, right? Uh, uniforms are not cheap. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we yeah. talked about some brand new ones, too. For, yeah, we, we talked earlier. Awesome. You, guys, you guys put it up there about joining the Panther Club, right? That that helps us get new uniforms, right? Uh uh, fo- folks aren't folks aren't short on letting me know that what, what we need to get. Um, but uh, it, it, uh, it it really helps when uh, <laughs> when when they help me buy them. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I'd love to buy some new uniforms. It's just, uh, you know, with funding to do that is, is great, too. Right. But um, kind of kidding aside a little bit, uh, we definitely want to do a lot more with the with the Sunblazer. Right. Some throwback situations. Um, you know, 365 uh, out of the year, right? And, and make sure that we're working on that from a merchandise standpoint and, and uh, you know, trying to mix it into our, our game days and uniforms and stuff a little bit as well. Uh, I'll be honest, we, we don't have a thorough plan just yet, right, of exactly what that's going to look like. Um, but, but between Sunblazer and, and Vice, right, we, we definitely want to make sure that we're, we definitely want to make sure that we're, uh, you know, ramping up what we're doing there uh, from, from a uniforms, from a theme, uh, from a merchandise uh, standpoint, uh, getting all of those areas in, aligned, right? And, and that doesn't just happen, you know, week to week. You can't just say this week we want to have a, a Sunblazer game next week and have some merchandise, right? It, it's a it's a much yeah. longer lead time. But um, but we're certainly having those conversations back here. I, I love the Sunblazer. Um, I, I love that stuff. You know, the my, my previous school uh, had a lot of fun with a, with an old mascot, and uh, and we and we certainly plan on um, having fun with the Sunblazer for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you guys killed it with the vice. I mean, the, oh, the field was phenomenal. The field. Even got national oh, attention. <laughs> the, yeah. the the helmets were great. I love how you guys also always change up the field. Something nice, something new. Definitely, I've never re- I never really seen college football. This yeah. will be the first college I've ever seen change up their field, the look of the field every 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 game. So I love to see that. And um, Jake, anything well, you nailed it, Kevin. Know? You you nailed it. Go we are it. the only we're the only school uh, yep. we're the only school out there that changes our field design. Uh, only FBS school. I don't know if an FCS does it, but only FBS school that changes our changes our home field design every game. So uh, that's something unique to us that that mm-hmm. we really enjoy doing, and we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it. And and, and and I love the fact that every game was a different uniform combination. Whether it was the change of shirt and pants with like the it, with the, with the different helmet designs that have been. Yep. Every week, it's cool to see something, something new, something refreshing. Uh, every, every week for a football game, just just for the aesthetics alone, it's very pleasing. Absolutely. Well, and, and again, that that's part of the you know building the brand and and uh, and and getting people to pay attention a little bit more, right? When when they're seeing some of those things and they're looking out for that stuff, and uh, you know, again, we're going to keep doing that. We we just scratched the surface this year on our brand building. We're, we're I'm yeah. really excited about what we're going to be doing here this this next year because. To, to show where we were when we first started, I actually had people complimenting me on, on how great we were doing with our social media. And that was like my first month on the job and it was mm-hmm. stuff I was doing and I'm terrible at it. Right. But we, we, we've got people in place now like Dan Frisella and, and, and Hunter and, and, you know, Christian yeah. and some of these other guys that are, that are just really good. And Mikey, you know, just, we got it. We got a great team now that that's really putting yeah. some, some great content together and putting it out for us. So, so that's yeah. always good. And, uh, I, I thought I saw too. I don't know, Kevin, if you had more questions, but I thought I saw where where my man Danny Dennis had asked one about ah, some right sports here. out there. It's that one right there. Yeah, Thanks there for you all go. You do proud Panthers yeah, so, stakeholder. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to address that because you know we'll uh, here in the next few years we'll definitely have a uh, one of our facilities you know named the you know named after Danny uh, from from the major gift he'll he'll be giving us. Um, so so that that'll be great. But um, but no, it's. Uh, I wanted to throw that one out there because because I'm really excited about it. You know, I think I mentioned um, some things about, uh, you know, strategic plan and, and some of that stuff. I, I'm a broken record. So if I didn't talk about our strategic plan on here, I, uh, forgive me. But um, we're, we're actually engaging with some sports architects. We haven't had our first meeting yet, but we've gone through the process of, of getting them engaged and getting them onboarded and, and contracts and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we're going to be working with some sport architects to, to look at all of our facilities and figure out what we need what we need to be doing. Right. So it's going to be, it'll be a few months after we put the strategic plan out before we can actually get our uh, facility master plan and uh, capital campaign. Right. Cause we need to put dollar amounts to it and, and figure out how much money we need to go raise to, to get our facilities where they need to be. Um, but we're, we're certainly looking at those things, you know, from, from a track to swimming pool, to a, a basketball indoor practice facility, to what do we need to do about a football indoor practice facility to, you know, what we need to do at our softball stadium, the the fact that we actually need to build a, a nice soccer stadium and not just have bleachers. And again, I'm, I'm leaving some things out, uh, not, not on purpose, but you know, there, there's a lot that we need to, that we need to tackle. So uh, we're going to work with the sports architect and, and put a lot of things together um, so that we can figure out uh, what a cost is and, and put a plan together to, to go raise those funds to do it. And at the same time, we're, we're also uh, working on some, some more renovation uh situations, whether it be hydrotherapy rooms or trying to trying to build a secondary weight room over at the uh, Ocean Bank Convocation Center. Um, you know, there, there's a bunch of different things like that, you know, whether it be uh, re- replacing some turf at some places or, you know, 
replacing video boards at places, whatever it may be. We're, we're putting all that stuff together on a list as well. And uh, we're going to start tackling that and uh, stay, stay tuned. We will, we'll have some good news on, uh, on some renovations, um, you know, a few, a few smaller projects that we're looking to do. Uh, we'll have some good news coming here and uh, hopefully in the next week or so uh, about some things that we're going to do to, to help make a few of those smaller projects happen. You know, the, the bigger projects like a, like a soccer stadium or an indoor fo- uh, indoor practice facilities and some of that stuff, th- those are bigger, bigger items, uh, bigger ticketed items that, that'll take a little more fundraising, but um, we're, we're definitely going to start tackling the facility stuff even harder than we did year one uh, starting, starting really soon. Mm-hmm. Love to hear that. Yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, I do have one quick question. I actually asked you this question. Um, okay during the uh, episode of the claw way back in the day. And uh, I, I kind of want to ask it again, especially because uh, now it's even bigger to me. Cause I, cause I kind of work for them now hockey at FIU. Will we ever see it? <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't think you're going to see hockey at FIU from a, from an athletics standpoint anytime soon. Um, I assume you're talking about men's hockey as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it when it comes to Title IX, uh, if if we added hockey, uh, we'd probably have to add two to three women's sports as well, um, and then we'd have to add a facility, yeah. um, and you know budgets and and things of that nature. So uh, that that would probably be in the distant future. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just to be honest with you, so that I'm not uh, stringing you along, right? But um, I think it's a great sport. Uh, I, I know a lot of schools that have it as an intramural sport. Does FIU do we have it as a as an intramural sport or no? We do not. Uh, we we have a bunch of intramural sports. A club, a club sport. Yeah, I should say club, a club clubs sport. and intramurals, but no hockey as of yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I know some other places I've been. They've they've had it as a club sport. I didn't mean to say intramurals. I meant to say club. Um, they've had it as a club sport, but um, but yeah, that's that's a. Uh, that that one, let's just say um, we're being pretty thorough with our strategic plan. That that is not a part of the the next five year strategic plan at uh, FIU Athletics. Worth a shot. Worth a shot. Absolutely, sure. All right, uh, it's time for one more section here on the show, Scott. If you're if you're down for it, let's predict some New Year's Six bowl games. I I know the New Year's Six is very oh very near and deep to you, Scott. But Start things off here with none other than the Orange Bowl coming up on December 30th. I know, I know it's a little early, but hey, uh, who better to talk to about New Year's Six than man who's been part of one of the biggest bowl games in the history of college football? Talking about the Orange Bowl, we got Clemson, Tennessee. I'll go first. Um, it's kind of a toss-up. I've liked what I've seen with Clemson, but the the absolute change going over at Tennessee to being one of the powerhouses of college football, getting to getting the number one spot earlier this year. It's going to be close, but I think I'm going to have to go with the Volunteers in a very close one this time. What say you, Scott? Well, I think I, honestly, with all these picks, I should probably just say I'm remaining neutral and uh, and and saying it's going to be a tie. That's probably the best way to keep myself out of trouble. But with this one, I probably have to stay neutral since I'm technically a member of the Orange Bowl committee. I don't know that I'm allowed to predict that one. That I'm going to I'm have to pull a Herb Street and say I'm, I'm announcing it that game. So. I can't <laughs> We'll stay safe on that one then. What yes. say you, Kevin? Man, you look at the matchup and and I don't know if this will this be that upset game and and man, I'm gonna choose this as my upset pick of the week. I'm gonna go with the Clemson Tigers beating uh, the Tennessee Volunteers. Interesting, interesting. Let's move things on to the Sugar Bowl now. Kansas State versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. Who you got, Scott? Well. 
I'll preface it by saying I, I worked at Auburn for six and a half years. Mm -hmm. okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's times, you know, uh, well, as I tell people as an AD, you, you got to go with your head instead of your heart if you actually mm -hmm. want to make a good decision. So I, I, I think, I mean, Alabama is a tough team to beat. I mean, they, oh, yeah. they are uh, they, they are a very, very good team. So uh, I, I, I'd have to say Alabama on that one. Unfortunately, I got to agree with you. Uh, and Alabama was this close to getting back into the college football playoff. They're that worthy of a team. And uh, yeah. even though they're just out of it, I guarantee you, Nick Saban and the uh, Alabama, they're not going to let up just because they're not in a uh, college football semifinal. I got to go Crimson Tide. What say you, Kevin? We're going to go clean sweep here. I'm, I'm taking Alabama. I mean, yeah. you mentioned it. That, that's just one of the powerhouses of college football. Unfortunately, they did not make the uh, college football playoffs once again. But we have a new team in there, and I believe that's TCU. So – That'll be yeah. interesting how that, that'll work out. Moving on to an actual college football semifinal game. It's the Peach Bowl on December 31st. The time has yet to be decided. It could be either four or eight. Georgia, Ohio State. Um, it would be quick, it would be quick to write off Ohio State just because of the success that Georgia has had, but the Buckeyes play teams tough. Uh they play teams super tough. That's what they're known for. They have their wonderful quarterback there, who's just who is a Heisman finalist. Uh, it's it's one of those things where it would be awesome to pick the upset, and lo and behold, you get it right at the end of the day. But I just can't see a way that this high-powered Georgia offense and their just as high-powered defense can somehow let Ohio State stay into this game, heading into the third and fourth quarter. I'm taking the Bulldogs. What say you, Scott? I think that's a good pick. They are uh, they have looked uh, almost invincible this year, so mm -hmm. I think that's a solid choice. Kevin, yeah, I'm going Georgia as well. This Another clean sweep. Game. I can't wait to see whoever. Be Did, who, is who, this who, the, who? the first ever time we've had two clean sweeps on this show? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to get back to the Jonathan episode for that because he took some yeah. crazy upsets, and uh, I think he actually did pretty well. But. Uh, Moving forward, the Fiesta Bowl, Michigan TCU. Michigan is just like Georgia, right? They don't look like they can be beat. They don't look like they have a shot. But there's just something about TCU and the way their quarterback is played. I hear, I, I hear Kevin and or Scott being like, oh, God, he's going to pick the Horn Frogs, ain't he? Um, I'm not going to pick the Horn Frogs. But I, I do think they're going to keep this very close. It's going to be down to the wire because I think TCU and their quarterback is a much better team than most of the nation has given them credit for. They had that tough loss to Kansas State in the, in the championship, but they deserve to be here, and they deserve to play the, a play a team that high caliber of Michigan. And they're going to put on a good show. But i got to go with the Wolverines. How about it, Scott? I, I would have to agree with you going back to my uh, head over heart, right? I, I think uh, TCU's quarterback, uh, he is, he's a, he's a special young man. I, I really enjoy, I, I was only really able to watch one game this year, this past weekend. Um, I don't have much time to watch these games uh, other than FIU, but um, I, I, Michigan is, is uh, they've, they've looked pretty invincible this year too. Mm -hmm. Kevin. A third clean sweep. I'm going a Michigan. Third clean sweep. We're killing it, Scott. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now on to the Cotton Bowl, which is on January the second, one p.m. USC and Tulane. 
Now, if if your team is not the Utah Utes, then you have struggled against USC. Then you have likely struggled against the Trojans this season. They are a solid football squad, but and they're playing a sort of mystery team, being Tulane. And unfortunately, I, I got to bring up UCF for a second with Tulane and how they looked against them in the uh, in the conference championship game. But uh, again, it, it, it's it's Tulane feels like a mystery team. You don't really know what you're going to get. That's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing because you, you, if you spend the time and really look deep at Tulane, they have a very solid program, but so does USC. Um, uh, do I really go for the upset here? Nah, give me USC. Uh, it's kind of a boring pick, sadly, but I don't know if Tulane has enough talent, especially on defense, to take down USC. How about it, Scott? Well, I, I may go away from my uh, saying before and, and go a little bit more with my heart. Uh, Tulane, to, to um, you know, I, I I love the underdog in this situation. They were uh, they were a, a member of the American Athletic Conference when when I was yeah. there for a long time. A member of Conference USA back in the day when I you know so uh, I, when I was at Southern Miss, you know, there there was a rivalry game there. Um, friends with the AD there at. Uh, uh, at Tulane, Troy is there, and uh, anyway, it, it'd be it'd be special to see uh, to see them get that get that upset. You know that that G five team get the upset. So I'm probably going a little with my heart there, but, uh, but we'll we'll go that way. Ooh, he's taking the green way. Are 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 you on board, Kevin? No, unfortunately not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm taking I'm taking USC. I mean, I'm still pretty shocked that they lost to the Utah Utes. To be honest with you, but I mean. Hey, you still got to give credit to USC and what they've done this season. I mean, it's crazy. And same with Tulane; it's been very impressive. So, but uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take USC here to to win in the Cotton Bowl. All right, we the safer just pick. Go complete clean sweep. Huh? We just had to ruin it there. All right, in the last of the New Year's six games, the Rose Bowl, uh, Penn State, Utah. If you watched even a bit of that uh, Utah USC game. This was an all-around amazing uh, display of talent by Utah in that game. And Penn State's no joke themselves, but I, I, I'm riding the Utah train for this one. Give me the Utes. Not much to say, really. I'm just – I'm a big fan of them, and uh, I like Penn State too, but the Utes are something special this year. How about it, Scott? Are you on board? I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board with the Utes. All right. Kevin? Oh, the Utes. I'm going the upset. I'm taking Penn State. Mm, Go on okay. the upset. All right, all right, all right. So there was your New Year Six. Quick thing, Scott. Uh, how? Do, of course, you've spent quite a bit of time at UCF. How do you feel about them against Duke in the Military Bowl? Uh, you know, it's a good question. I, I haven't seen Duke play at all this year, uh, so so I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I I mean I I think very highly of of Coach Malzahn and know that he, uh, when it comes to bowl games and things, he always puts a really good game plan together. So, uh, again, whether it's my head or my heart, uh, it'd be hard for me to go against UCF and, and coach Malzahn and, and what, and, uh, you know, Terry Mahajer and the whole group there, uh, you know, to, to get that win. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. All right, Scott, you've been an absolute legend. We can't thank you enough for joining us on episode three of the pause up podcast. Before you go, do you have anything maybe you'd like to say to the students or the athletes watching and to the alumni as well, just, uh, about anything pretty much regarding the FIU Panthers? Well, you know, always start with a thank you, right? Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, uh, you know, thank you to anybody that's, that's, that's listening and, 
you know, thanks for those that are that are uh, supporters of, of FIU athletics. And, you know, again, we, we need more of you. Right. We just, uh, you know, tell, tell your friends, you know, uh, again, join the Panther Club, buy tickets, uh, you know, come see us, come support us. Uh, you know, we, we need to fill up our, our venues and, and create those great, uh, Third you know, time great the charm, right? <laughs> home field and home, yes, home field and home court advantages. Um, but you know, again, it's FIU is a very special place and we have an opportunity to do some really special things. Uh, we we've got the alumni base, we got the student body for it. We we've got the campus for it. We've got the city for it. Uh, we've got everything lined up um, and ready to go. It's just uh, need, need a little bit of time and, and a lot of support. And uh, mm-hmm. and and we'll you know we're going to accomplish really big things. So uh, I couldn't be more excited, more energized, and, and ready to go. Uh, and, and hopefully the the rest of our fan base and alumni base are ready to go as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll Final be leaving a to link. yourself, Kevin. Yeah, no, I was just going to mention that we'll be leaving a link to the Panther Club down below in this video and uh, the podcast. So whoever wants to join the Panther Club could do that as well. And uh, mm-hmm. no, awesome. thank you, Scott. It was it was amazing having you. We had a great time and uh, hope to have you on soon to talk some baseball. And then uh, maybe at the conclusion of the basketball season, get into that as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sounds great. I, I love it. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching our basketball teams compete. And obviously uh, with Coach Witten getting started and, and, you know, our softball team. And anyway, so much, you know tennis and swimming and i mean we just got so so much going on so uh really excited for uh, yep. uh for the next next chapter now that now that yes. the fall sports have concluded looking forward to uh to the winter and spring sports so uh mm-hmm. it, it's exciting times F, you know fiu is one of those fortunate schools that has a bit of everything there's always something going on and it's and it's always exciting to be a part of that to the fans that have been watching on uh twitter youtube and or facebook we can't thank you enough and again for uh and keep those questions coming and uh Again, and uh, th- thank again, thank you so much. And again, Scott, thank you. Th- thanks again for uh, taking the time to join us for episode three of the Pause Up podcast. Until next time, pause up. Pause up, pause up, pause up.